0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hotline Monday for Monday, the twenty seventh of October, uh, February, twenty seventeen. I'm Scott with Justin. Hello, Justin Robert Young.
1: Oh, smooth. Uh, <laughs> a, a, a Oscar Best Picture level, uh, smooth delivery.
0: Yeah, that delivery, that opening. Uh, listen, we're we are, we, are uh, we belong to an award winning podcast network for a reason, folks and i'll uh, tell you what
1: man uh uh, this is just an amazing day for news and 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 we want to be your clearinghouse for all of it a little bit later in the episode we are going to go spoilers on fx's legion i think we're both watching that week by week so we might return to a game of thrones style weekly spoiler discussion yep uh but right now there ain't nothing to talk about Well, there's a million things to talk about uh spacex uh sending people around the moon uh uh the oscars botch the the best picture thing uh a, a shock an upset uh, uh on the oscar best pictures uh, on top of the the way that it was delivered, sure. Uh, the Hardy Boys are leaving Impact Wrestling. <laughs> Everything's happening right now, <laughs> and we're here to to take your calls on all of
0: it. That's true. You uh, could even if if someone were to call and say, "Hey, I don't know how I feel about this Matt Reeves uh, Batman movie directorship thing." Well, we'd even we're take ready. a call on that. Yeah, we're ready for whatever. But I I feel like the Oscar thing is gonna take a little bit of center stage. Uh, to set things up right, though, reminding folks eight zero one eight nine five four seven. 24 is the live number you call and when you call we will take your call and if you have something to say about any of these or other topics we'll gladly take them entertain them and then talk about them again that number is 801-895-4724 so the oscars they happened last night uh they had one job and that is to make sure envelopes are right for the entire three hours of the night and the very final thing which is the most important thing Best picture of the year ended up getting completely botched. And I'm so curious about your take on what
1: happened. Well, number one, it kind of gives you a few peeks into not only old conspiracy theories, but also just how that show is produced Mm. because you would get a sense that the tech people might know ahead of time, you know, like, like as soon as Faye Dunaway said, la la land. Yeah. The lady, the narrator lady was like, this is La La Land's seventh <laughs> award, a record for the for the Academy Awards. This is also Baba. like yeah. she was on it. Yeah. And like yeah. you just realize that now, much like the music that Ryan Gosling juices over the entire film is kind of jazz. Right. It's yeah. a little on the fly in a way that you would not expect. You would expect that Faye Dunaway says La La Land. And narrator lady is like, this is moonlight's first win of the night right <laughs> like he's programmed she has the script in front of her to say what the right thing is yeah and that, that maybe at that point it would immediately be revealed to be a bit of a a bit of a a, a fart up. So <laughs> what I, what you realize now is that also the old conspiracy theories, of, like, you ever heard the conspiracy theory about Marissa Tomei? Yeah,
0: we talked about it this morning. She So the, the theory is that somebody else won Best Supporting Actress or Best Actress, yeah. and she had uh, her envelope had was wrong. Talents, yeah.
1: Who was the giving away. They always have supporting actor give away yeah. the, the uh, alternate gender, right? Like, yeah. they they give out the the award.
0: He had won for um, City Slickers the year before, just for some context.
1: And that he was but, but between old and drunk. Mm-hmm couldn't read that gosh darn card, (laughs) uh, took a look right into the uh, teleprompter, saw the only name he saw was Marissa Tomei, said Marissa Tomei. But now, that kind of blows up that conspiracy theory forever,
0: Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm.
1: Because we literally had somebody that, you know, couldn't figure out how to solve their way out of the we have the wrong card on stage problem. (laughs) Uh, Warren Beatty is just like, doesn't want to stop the show. No. Shows Faye Dunaway like, hey, by the way, we got the wrong thing here. <laughs> Faye Dunaway responds with La La Land. So <laughs> everybody's running up there talking about hopes and dreams. And this is for the dreamers. Uh, uh, you know, the the Waterhouse Cooper police come running out on the stage. And thank God the the producer of La La Land does what he does. Again, here's another instructive lesson. What does a producer do? makes the hard decisions and starts moving people. Right. And all of a sudden he gets up on stage says, yeah. Okay. Damien real sweet speech. Get the hell off. Uh, (laughs) This ain't our thing. This is for moonlight. Here's the thing. Prove it's for moonlight. We're all going to shuffle off. You can find us at the bar. Yeah. And he's the one
0: that gave us the, uh, he gave us the sweet Photoshop moment of holding up a white card that could easily be cleared and have anything written there. You wanted which is always a hallmark of a great controversy in these modern times because immediately the internet leaps on that and does a billion memes uh, on, yeah. your, on your mostly white card. Have we learned nothing from the past couple of years about white cards? Do not take white cards out and put them up in front of cameras, people.
1: Or do. Please, everybody, <laughs> continue to give generously to the internet. Uh, we all thank you. <laughs> so meanwhile, Moonlight, yeah. which had lost the director award, which was kind of thought to be that this was going to be La La Land's night no matter what.
0: right yeah, you and you had said, even said this last last time we spoke. You were convinced La La Land was going to be this the, the one that took the top spot.
1: And it won everything it was nominated for, except what, gosling and best picture. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it had done extraordinarily well. Uh, but the thought was that. Okay, if there's one place, Gosling's not going to win, uh, but if there's one place that it will probably lose, it will split director and picture mm-hmm. with Moonlight, that, that Barry Jenkins will get director over Chazelle, and then La La Land will get best picture. Right. And it wound up, as it turned out, it went the other way, but you all assume if you're Moonlight <laughs> that they just got straight shut out except for uh marahasha ali for supporting actor
0: old cotton mouth from uh mouth. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: by the way all right we're gonna get into moonlight in a second <laughs> i finally saw it last night okay uh but i got uh, i just I. I can can Marahasha Ali just be there the entire thing for yeah, once yeah. in one thing? Just let that guy. Yeah, he's in. Peace he, out halfway through. He's in
0: all things. And he should be in all things longer until the end of things. Until all the things. end
1: credits. Yeah. Now, I just want a thing with him. Yeah, he stars on the rise. I'm sure we're gonna get much more of him uh, in the next several years. Yeah, he's amazing. I love his acting. Just give me a thing where he doesn't die or just get written out halfway through the the the, the project, whatever it is. Yeah, spoilers for both of those. Um but yeah, so there we go. That's that's uh uh, uh the 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 whole fart around uh, uh at the end. Apparently it's Price Waterhouse Cooper. They went and took the uh they 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 took the L on this one, and it is a mighty big L uh to take, but they wound up giving the wrong card to Warren Beatty when he was uh out there on the stage in the uh, wrong envelope too right because it was the envelope wrong, wrong
0: envelope right so you got the wrong card inside the wrong envelope he sees it and is of the tradition of the show must go on so doesn't want to do anything but looks very suspiciously suspiciously at it up again down again looks in the envelope again like yeah. not just like some normal cheeky oh hey i've got the envelope and look what i get to do here
1: and and he keeps checking it <laughs>
0: yeah
1: he keeps checking it to find the right card. Lo, it will never come. Yeah, it is. It is not a magical production tool. It is. It is indeed just the award that get, went to Emma Stone, not but minutes before. Uh so yeah, no, this was, this was a a hilarious, uh, uh, thing. Which two things immediately come to mind?
0: Steve Harvey. Oh no, sorry. Go ahead.
1: Because I'm a wrestling fan. This is a well known wrestling finish
0: yeah it is i don't know,
1: I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. it is called the dusty finish
0: Yeah.
1: it is where you have usually in the, in the middle of the match ref gets knocked over new ref comes out yep. right the good guy wins the crowd goes wild everybody's so excited that the good guy finally achieved it and the next thing you know the mean old boss comes out and says yeah but the original ref was knocked out turns out this is a disqualification <laughs> that means that the bad guy gets to keep the championship now obviously i think people are more excited that moonlight got it than uh than then they would have been for la la land la la land was kind of the favorite moonlight being the underdog but this was textbook professional wrestling
0: yeah totally that's what it reminded me of when i saw it uh, so did the steve harvey thing some year ago or whatever it was when he accidentally gave the the wrong still
2: crown a away. great
1: night still a great night <laughs> i mean right. that was him screwing up though yeah. that was that was just the, the the card was written in a weird way mm-hmm. that, like at the end you don't you don't have anything on that card but the one thing
0: this is like this is like uh, uh john travolta saying adele Dezim when there's yeah. actually an adele Dezim to give an award to like it, <laughs> It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen, and it made me realize two things. One, take away all the glamour, the glitz, the money, the red carpet, all that stuff, and what you're left with is probably a very ramshackle, uh, difficult-to-run production. And all we'll get to hear about for the next two years, probably, or more— is how careful they're being now with those sorts of things so that this would never happen again. I mean, the minute next year starts, they'll say, well, we're going to find out if this is the year or if this happens twice in a our- row. What do you think, Bill? And it's going to be that kind of talk forever. It's going to drive me crazy. But it made me realize that these kinds of things are complex. They're nuanced. They're hard to do. So you can't just expect it all to just go and come into place in one tidy little package. Uh, and number two, like you were saying before, and I don't know why this was such a realization to me, but announcer lady must have 10 up to 10 descriptions yeah. of winners in front of her and she's just waiting to hear like the rest of us who it was so part of me's like oh it really is top secret by these price waterhouse cooper people yeah or and and so secret that that's kind of cool in a way like i i always just thought that was kind of a sham and that everybody would know and of course they knew and you know stuff leaks all the time and of course the lady in the booth would know
1: but the lady in the booth didn't know no nobody knew yeah i mean like it literally got into them giving their speeches Mm -hmm. by the time somebody ran out i mean you would have figured at the time it takes everybody to hug each other and and you know make their way up to the uh, up to the stage that at some point some cue ball from pwc (laughs) is gonna run out there (laughs) screaming and saying no 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 sit down right
0: right yeah it was fascinating that part of it and I didn't see most of the ceremonies. I did of course see that um had a very busy day yesterday, but any other uh- su- surprises I mean there was the only other real controversy was they had uh, they had a photo up in the in mem- memorandum thing that said a lady died who was still alive and well um well, and was not the lady who was the name of the person they say had passed away who had passed away. it was indeed her her friend, but yeah. was very much alive which it feels like almost the same mistake in a weird way, because it's just confusing <laughs> one person for the wrong person. Um, but outside of that, you know, pretty much weirdness free. Did you agree with most of the awards like uh, your Casey Affleck and your, I don't know, your OJ Made in America and your Emma Stone and your whatnot?
1: Yeah, you know, there wasn't a lot that I found. I mean, it kind of went chalk based on what everybody thought. Um, I, I haven't seen Manchester by the sea, but uh, you know, the people that love it really, really love it. Um, I I do want to talk about Moonlight.
0: Though. Oh, okay. Oh no. All right. Let's get in. Let's dig into this. We're not even gonna to go. To, we're not even gonna to go to the um, the Casey Affleck used to have his wiener out in the office or whatever problems that he's been having.
1: Uh, the- I mean, hey, listen. Uh, there is you read the creepy stuff that apparently he went through while shooting. Uh, uh, Was it I am not here?
0: Yeah oh the one with what's his, the fake the fake, the documentary fake documentary documentary
1: yeah. yeah i heard about that it seems like that entire project was i mean uh, i don't want to cast dispersions no but uh, trouble <laughs> a, a haunted pirate ship that that whole project was it doesn't right. seem like many people really came out clean from that one
0: no 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 all right before you oh they hung up i was gonna take a call but now we're not so go oh yeah we are and we take this call then we'll talk about your movie all right so what's happening here hi you're our first caller today who's this
2: oh hey it's jonathan in new york
0: hey jonathan in new york what's going on
2: not much uh just trying to feed my cats uh (laughs) after going to work at six o'clock in the morning this morning which is fun yeah is this but i don't i don't
0: you don't know what we're talking about, I'm guessing, I don't know right?
2: what we're talking about. Yeah, I, I don't. That's I'm guessing right. it's the Oscars. It is.
0: So did you see any of that nightmare last night where they screwed up the thing at the end and had to switch over who won and all that? Yes, I did. Uh, and <clears throat> what's your take? What's your hot your hot lick on that? Uh,
2: I My only take on it is that I, you know, given given that I have listened to most of the shows that you guys put out uh, over the last couple weeks and, and, and the complete... Uh, affirmation that La La Land was going to win, win rather, I was extremely happy to see something which I considered a very important film Mm. uh, uh, in Moonlight to be, to be the one that actually didn't end up being the winner. Um, Where I, where I worry about the entirety of the whole Oscar process and where I kind of dismiss the Oscars almost in general is that I feel like they're almost I want to believe in the veracity and the sincerity with which they nominated that movie to be the best picture of the year, because I think it actually was, though I did think Arrival was very, very good and, and probably would be my second, if not almost my favorite film of the year. Yeah, um, I am concerned that they're overcompensating for criticism that they've received in the past relative to, to diversity. Oh,
0: yeah. The um, whole diversity controversy, and, sorry. And, sure.
2: Sure. And, that's kind of that's kind of my, my take on it But All other right. than that no, That's awesome, hey
0: good luck with your cats We're going to talk about this very issue So Justin, before we dive into what you thought of Moonlight How much of it's wind do you think it, Or maybe this was what you were going to say
1: yeah, but... well <laughs> Well <laughs> Let me uh, Let me just say Okay That we've finally found What Hollywood <laughs> Loves more than themselves what's that you not being able to call them racist
0: (laughs) (laughs) so are you telling me that in one year they were able to go from last year's uh you know it was all the rage yeah oscar's so white or the whitewashing of of, of hollywood blah 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 that from that moment where every nominated everything was as white as rain to this year (laughs) <laughs> this year, where they got to... Okay, now, let's say you're right, and let's say Jonathan's suspicions are right. And it's easy in the climate of the conversation to jump to conclusions. Okay, I'm going to say that out front, because that can kind of happen. It's possible for someone to say something offhand, but have it be taken as something because of the current... Uh, something that happened in the news today, or whatever. So, keeping all of that in mind, um, what's fishy to me is that it only won the one... And no other connective tissue, not unlike saying, uh, "All right, we're going to give Spielberg no, no,
1: no Moonlight won uh, for for uh, best supporting actor."
0: Oh, that's right, it did. I forgot about that.
1: And and by the way, the way that that movie is structured, if you're not familiar, Moonlight basically takes place in three acts, where the main character is played by three different actors. Right, it's him as a very young boy, him as a like middle school, maybe early high school teenager, and then him as an adult. Like we're we're probably gonna guess. Mid-20s, yeah, maybe mid to late 20s, something like that. Right. Um. So it would have been hard for any one of those actors to get a nomination just because the way the movie is structured.
0: Yeah, you don't hear about that happening very often where one of the ages of the character in question gets, gets yeah. a nom. And Whereas it's, nom.
1: it makes a little bit more sense for supporting actor where you don't necessarily need to be on screen for a ton of time. Yeah. Uh, and I do kind of feel like considering the amount of screen time that he got uh, uh, Ali's Oscar for best supporting actor is really more of a recognition for the entire cast. Right. Because although he is the most admirable performance there, it's not a ton that you haven't seen before out of him. Right. Um, It's very heartfelt. I will say it's not, totally clear like they don't layer it in in references besides a, a little bit of the fashion of exactly when the early scenes the childhood scenes are supposed to take place but let's assume they are in the mid 90s uh, uh you know Mary Hirshia Ali's performance is maybe the most enlightened drug dealer that has ever <laughs> operated in <laughs> Liberty City uh, yeah uh, Alright, so the uh, gambling man says it's in the it's in the eighties. Yeah, I got a vibe that it was it was uh, uh certainly late eighties, maybe maybe uh, early, early nineties. Yeah. Uh, uh and good news is is correcting me, Mare Hersha. uh Hersha Ali. Mare Hersha Ali. Hey. There you go. Yeah, I mean I'll just call him Cotton Mouth. That's fine. Yeah, call um, him
0: cotton mouth. And by the way, anyone who was going,
1: Well, that sounds racist. Cotton and the
0: slavery No, 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 no. He well, no, no, no. he's in yeah, yeah he's in Luke Cage. He's, he's a character called Cottonmouth in Luke Cage it's a character well known although in the he doesn't comics.
1: like being called Cottonmouth no so he doesn't
0: he that's true but yeah so just I'm just I just want to put it out there some people get offended without even looking so I'm just saying
1: oh, okay all right no I, I he was apparently good news was making fun of me it is Mahershula Shula
0: Mahershula Shula Mahershula,
1: Mahershula Ali all right first
0: uh yeah. mu- first Muslim to win an it. Oscar he's
1: amazing he's he's what I want to see I've already got I've actually got a a project that I would love to see him in Oh my because I feel like he's great on TV. Is I really, he, really love him on television.
0: It's not some kind of, I heard somebody say that he, he'd be great in some sort of uh, continuation of, um, what's the HBO show? Uh, the, uh, Oh shoot. Everyone loved it. The Baltimore thing. Um, the wire, the wire, like he'd be a great wire character is what I keep hearing from people. I don't know what that means, but Hey, there it is.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, I, 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 what I would love to see him in is there is a book that is fantastic called devil in the grove. Yeah. Uh, And it, it centers on some like horrifying, like Jim Crow era, hate crimes in central Florida. Yeah. Uh, And one in specific, one big controversy, but it talks about, I believe it is Booker T Washington. Mm. uh, And his role in uh in in that uh the, those lawsuits mm. um and, and specifically the 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 uh, NAACP's role yeah but it's it's a warts and all like he is the hero of this story but he's kind of a Don Draper sort of figure you know and mm. and and he's got his vices and and maybe his marriage isn't exactly the most uh maybe he's not the best husband right but i would love i think now is the time that we are ripe for a warts and all look at some of the heroes of 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 the civil rights movement just because it's we, we are in a place where we want to explore that kind of stuff and i think now much in the way that all of our heroes deserve to be looked at in 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 the cold light of day for the complicated people that they were i think he would be the kind of actor that would uh really bring a character like that to life
0: interesting uh you're on the air who's this
2: uh dusty in miami
0: hello dusty in miami what's up
2: uh nothing i just wanted to hear what you guys would say about did we really dodge a bullet with it not being the other way around what do you mean? Given the, oh, the, no, the, oh. <laughs> Given the political climate and everything, if they would have brought Moonlight up there and then told him to go take a seat. Yeah,
0: that's interesting. I hadn't even thought about that once until just now. So
1: I said this on the wrestling podcast with uh, Willie Dills Gregory, 1900 Wrestling, this morning yeah. that it would have been the biggest villainous heel turn by the Oscars ever. If the year after Oscar's so white, they had brought up Moonlight and then sent them down so that the, 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 the twee white musical of, of, of La La Land could finally tell us about what it meant to be a dreamer. Like that would have been like just the, the one part of me that wants to see everything as on fire as possible would have relished in, in, in such a car wreck. Uh, would have that's
0: a fun, oh, I shouldn't say fun. That's an interesting thought experiment because it's maybe the perfect uh, place to have this thought experiment where it's a little a bit of a safer place. It's a place where we can sort of explore why we react the way we react, what factors inform our reactions, what kinds of, of long-standing histories inform our reactions. And I always think about this like when some group says this, if it was the other group saying it, they would they'd lose their minds. But because it's this group, it's okay because it's our group saying it. And yeah. I always think about that stuff. And how do you get around that? How do you how do you think around it or whatever? This would have been a really interesting opposite day kind of experience because I guarantee you, especially on the heels of all of that whitewashing controversy from the year before, it would have been the most talked about. Uh, most uh, there's Hollywood for you sort of thing that we've ever heard. Like it would have just gone on for, it would have gone on for years had, had that I mean, gone this that way would have been the starkest racial lines. <laughs> I mean, right. It could not have been more stark. Right. I mean, we, it what just, we had up there was what we ended up having was a bunch of, I mean, l- listen, it's all symbolism. It, that's my whole point of why this is a good thought experiment. It's all symbolism. But what you had up there is a bunch of white men on a stage having to give their gold, literally their gold, to an entirely black production and direction and acting cast yeah. and told to take their seats. Like it is, there's, there's symbolism there that is powerful, man. Like regardless of where you may stand on how Hollywood's handling things or whether people are too sensitive, I don't care about any of that. I mean, I care about it, but that's not my point. My point is that juxtaposition is interesting
1: at the very least. I and, mean, it is, uh, <laughs> pretty awesome. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah. But I, it, 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 it is, is something that will benefit both movies, by the way. Yeah. I think more people will go see both of those movies as they are re-released as Oscar nominees very often are to take advantage of the publicity. Uh, I think that people will go see that now the debate of Moonlight versus La La Land has an extended shelf life. Right. Because, because now there is this kind of controversy. They were obviously very close. There was this this big mix-up. But to that point, <laughs> I found La La Land to be a better movie than Moonlight. Oh, okay. All right. Let's dig, let's dig in here. Because most of what I, I've heard from people is the
0: opposite. So I want to hear where you're coming from.
1: I chose uh, a slight, I don't know exactly how much of a predetermined uh, thing this was for me. All right. But I watched Moonlight instead of the Oscars. Oh, interesting. Uh, when we were done, I tweeted, just watched Moonlight la la land was better when was this by the way (laughs) like what time of the night? notes to me (laughs) seconds after this whole controversy had erupted (laughs) Uh, that's that's
0: amazing dude Uh,
1: now here's why i think moonlight moonlight is a very 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 good film it is an emotional film it is one that does a fantastic job of revealing the motivations of a character and, and specifically through a troubling element. And it is something that spoke to me because I grew up not far from where, certainly not in the, the same areas that uh, uh, the, the main character is is uh, growing up in. But right. enough of, you know, we probably listen to the same radio stations, I guess would be an easy way to put it. Right. Uh, it is an exceptional film what it is and I will say its best characteristic is it is a rare film. It is telling a rare story. We've got a million different ways to just di- to dissect how white girl white boy fall in love uh-huh. right and they break up and they do this and they're best friends there and one of them's gonna marry the other one and yada yada yada, we've told that story a billion times and we'll tell it a billion more. This is a rare story that deserves to be recognized. But that being said, I think the reason why Moonlight is as heralded as it is, is because people fell in love with the first third of that movie, which I think is markedly better than the other two. Mm. That's the one with Ali. That's the one where he's a kid actor, where you get a little bit of this weird kind of, uh, uh, not Larry Clark creepy, uh, you know, look into the things that kids do to each other, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, specifically when it result- revolves around budding sexuality, um, but certainly a little bit of that, uh, and it, it brings you to different kind of places that you you're not used to seeing on screen, uh, and that's great, and then it gets into these other levels that I think have their great moments, but it sort of ends in a in in, in a bit of a weird place that I did not. I had kind of it became me not rooting for the main character by the end of it. Yeah, it was me just watching this story that I can appreciate as hard fought, but it wasn't like I was rooting for one way or another, which the end of La La Land, you are forced to take a, a side <laughs> because it provides a, a, a fork in the road illustration of, of where these characters would have gone and you are forced to say well am i happy with option a or option b and granted that's a very stark spelling out of it but i had a rooting interest yeah. i wanted the main characters to make certain decisions sure so you know i didn't feel with moonlight okay so let
0: me let me let me just throw a little something into that if is it possible that the reason that you came away th- because of this clearly defined fork in the road was just that, that it was so clearly defined that you were as a viewer being given the thing that you expect rather than Moonlight, which gives you stuff you're not used to or um, a story you've never been told or throw expectations out the door because this is a different kind of film than what Hollywood normally hands you. Is it, is it possible that that Moonlight should be commended even more because it didn't give you your... Black and white decision side picking moment. You no, know,
1: because, because, I mean, again, here's what Moonlight needs to be commended for and why I don't begrudge it winning Best Picture. Yeah. Because it is telling a story that I am unfamiliar with. I did not grow up, aside from living around the same, you know, media market <laughs> as the main character, yeah. I know very little of what it is like to grow up gay and black in in liberty city. Yeah. Right? Like I I don't know that. So it is illustrating in the same way that the west wing illustrates what it is to be in the white house and the wire illustrates what it's like to deal drugs in baltimore, it is illustrating this path. Mm. And that's yeah. fine. I could have used a little bit more to live crew or trick daddy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you just have just a bunch
1: this. of drug dealers running around late at night in South Florida and they're playing classical music instead of tricked out of your two life crew. Stop it.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make uh, any sense. There's a dissonance there. I get it.
1: But, <laughs> but, uh, I, without spoiling much of La La Land, yeah, I was hoping that Emma Stone's Mia would come to the same conclusion about her relationship that she winds up coming to. Mm. And I was hoping that the movie would allow her to do that. That, to me, is a compellingly told story because you are hoping that the parameters of this story will allow the characters to make the decisions that you are rooting for. Gotcha. Uh, and then it wallows a little bit at the end in, in that decision. Uh, I, I found that there were moments in La La Land where ryan gosling's character is making these decisions that i'm like does the movie know that he's being a bit of an asshole <laughs> right like and then it reveals to you that it does yeah like that is something that i think is to that film's credit and i think that it is moonlight is not trying to do that and in and, and that way they are apples and oranges sure but hey,
2: it's Jonathan again. Oh, hey, Jonathan. What's up? <laughs> uh, I, Justin, I, I just wanted to take slight umbrage. and I think, it up. I, and, and this is. <laughs> so, this is where I think. I, and, and look, I enjoyed La La Land. It was a fun movie. It was great. And I, I see your plot points and where they are. I think where I think that Moonlight was an important film and I think perhaps this is where the Academy is taking a stand on where they have the opportunity to use their platform to say, this is something we need to talk about. Um, is it's, it's, it's putting it out there for the entire country that this is the most important film of the year. And it's a, it's a controversial, it's not, it shouldn't be a controversial topic, but it is. Um, and and it's going to get other people to have a dialogue about a conversation outside of in obviously in the current political climate, which is, is, which is obviously very sensitive and maybe sometimes combative towards, you know, the subject matter. And it was, it occurred to me specifically when I was at work this morning and I was in a room and I'm literally the only white cis male in the room surrounded by, you know, a a number of different either diversities or whether that's, you know, racial or, you know, uh, sexuality, whatever, and and people were f- dramatically affected by the fact that this film won. Like they they didn't think it was going to be there. It was kind of like a dark horse thing. Yeah. So I think like that zeitgeist and that sort of momentum is kind of a really kind of positivity that I I think that the country kind of needs at this
0: point. Yeah, it's um, it is it is in certain certainly in certain circles. Like where you're <clears throat> where you're going to work, you're going to find that kind of diversity. You're going to find that kind of reception. You may even find some. Somebody who's like, Oh, I don't agree, and then you can have these reasonable conversations. But I don't know how well, I don't know I don't know how Moonlight's landing does, in like Wyoming or Idaho or uh, freaking But does
2: uh, Moonlight but does it, but the, even if it doesn't land well initially, doesn't it c- perhaps create a kernel of the idea that it might make someone who wouldn't normally see it see it? probably yeah. And I think
1: Yeah, but but get we get into I think another whole discussion, which I I, I take your point. And, and I very much uh, think that if you are giving Moonlight the best picture Oscar, you are you have to factor in that it is an important movie and that it is a rare movie that we don't see this a lot. Yeah. And, and this is a well done version of it, maybe the best well done version of a gay coming of age story that we have ever seen. And we need to make sure that it gets on the big platform, which is why I don't begrudge it winning. Right. Again, I want to make that clear. Sure, like, like I don't. If somebody wants to say that's the best movie of the year, that's fine. It was not for me for for the character and plotting reasons, uh, but I can understand where people, uh, uh, where where people were were extraordinarily affected by it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, where I'm at with so so okay. So last year, uh, 2016. Hold on. Uh, when the 2015 Oscars were revealed. Yeah. We had uh, these, the movie that won, was Sp- was it Spotlight last year? Yeah. Yeah. Spotlight is an incredible movie. I don't begrudge it winning. It was one of my favorite things I'd seen that year. I loved Spotlight, but I loved Fury Road more. Shocker, I know but i loved fury road in a way that is a little unnatural if i'm even being honest with myself i feel like that's just kind of where you're at we're not you're talking about why you preferred one over the other I oh i
1: also i'm i'm being a bit of a troll like i mean cuz <laughs> like, it's not like i really even liked la la land that much right. like you know i think la la land was good mm-hmm. um but it is a bit of an unbearably twee movie where you know a fairly hapless characters are making you know uh, decisions that in a in in the in the context of the story are like, oh look at what cute people doing cute things. And then you actually look at the behavior that they're enacting, including uh 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 Ryan Gosling's uh you know just cliched (laughs) Like, I'm here for the art, man, capital A-R-T. And then he gets this amazing job with, you know, playing music that, in all honesty, really isn't all that bad and is extraordinarily popular. And he's like, oh, is there no greater hell? And, and uh, uh, what's her butt? Uh, Emma Stone's Mia is like sending non-BCC emails to literally everybody in town, which is like a gigantic, massive, like personal faux pas in reality but yet we root for them, and yet we're excited when they're either happy or sad, or they find some level of peace.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, so I'm being a bit of a troll, but it's a fun film. It's a sure. fun film to go see. Moonlight is an important film, and that ultimately is probably the dichotomy between Spotlight and Fury Road. Right. Fury Road, fun film. Great you can movie. say important yeah. on a visual level, sure. right? But no one's going to say... The, that, that there is an important cause being shed light on because people would to go see uh, Fury Road. Whereas Spotlight, you know, a, a, a lionization of the press, a takedown of the sins of the Catholic Church, uh, Moonlight, a journey through the life of a troubled young gay black man, like, these are things that I think we are seeing now with Oscar voters mean more. Yeah. That the idea of we are Hollywood we need to use our platform to spread this message is something that is more of a movement on the voting block.
0: I, I agree. And it's two years in a row in that regard. And in terms of the, the movie that had the most societal importance were the, were the movies that have won two years in a row. I'm very curious what that means moving forward. Will we ever see the return of the Kings of the world? win again, will we ever see, uh, you know, some like Hacksaw Ridge, I think in any other decade may have been your pick. Um, because that's what
1: well, ta- him being let in the building him being <laughs> let in the building was his win okay <laughs> like the fact that he was allowed to sit down in the theater is his win nobody was going to let him actually win that's
0: something. true but if you take away let's take away all of Mel Gibson's the sins of Mel Gibson for a minute and just look at the kinds of movies that win in decades past i would have given it to hacksaw ridge in the 90s i would have given it to hacksaw ridge in the early aughts even i don't think that cuts it anymore most of the movies in the in the top of the of the category are ones that are hard to find in theaters that are weird uh small releases re-releases if they get lucky do okay on dvd but we're not talking about you know the big blockbustery forrest gump to the world anymore that's not happening anymore and i think, think that's interesting
1: like, well, there's also just this idea that as movie So I I did this survey last night. Yeah. Before we started to watch Moonlight. Yeah. I uh I just put up on Twitter. Let me find exactly. Was it a Twitter poll? I just said, Do you care about movies? Yeah. Or more specifically, do you give a shit about movies? was the tweet. <laughs> okay. Um to which Sixty six percent said, yup, thirty four percent said nope. no, nope, uh, four hundred and ninety votes. All right. that came in. And I really was just curious at like how many people are just like, man, I don't know. I don't like movies like I don't go to movies. I don't leave my house for the theater. Uh, maybe if someone's raving about it, I'll go see it. But I don't like to follow it like a genre. Right. You know, I, I don't like. All right. Well, here's my movie budget. Whatever comes out, I'm going to go see it like they're not those kind of people. And I think that that's an interesting idea. As less and less people go to see movies, yeah, what are the movies that the people who make movies want to bring attention to? Mm-hmm. Because it apparently is Moonlight, which now can, because of digital distribution, can be in every theater in America tomorrow if somebody wants to put the money behind
0: it. Oh, yeah, it could also be in... Uh, you know, it could be on front page of Netflix in five minutes if they wanted. Like yeah, there's, there's, yeah, so- we
1: watched it. We ran it off iTunes. Yeah. All the, I think all the, the, the Oscar nominees were on iTunes last night.
0: Yeah. That's more and more the the, the case. And that's how people are getting a lot of them are already released. Like Manchester by the sea has been uh, advertised for me or to me for the last two weeks in a pretty yeah. amazing way. Considering I don't watch regular TV. I'm getting this through other sources and, and everything wants me to, to watch uh, Casey Affleck act, I guess. But uh, I'm looking at your score here. Two thirds say, Yep.
1: And of the people that responded, including two people hilariously that almost said the exact same thing, unbeknownst to each other, within seconds. Is
0: it the Buck and Metal Geek? Are they the two? Yeah. Yeah.
1: The Buck R.I. and and Metal Geek both wound up saying almost the exact same thing, (laughs) but with different punctuation, like at the exact same time, which was a common sentiment. Movies, yes, but I don't care about the Oscars.
0: Yeah. And they they both said movies, yes. The Oscars. One of them said D I A F. The other said I D I D G I A A F. I don't give a. Uh, and what is the other one? I uh, it's just don't. There's no I, right? Don't give. No, don't I A F. What does that mean? D-I-A-F. I
1: don't Give A F.
0: Yeah, but it isn't. Doesn't right? Because there's no give. There's no G in the, in metal geeks. Maybe he screwed up. Anyway, yeah. Whatever. Uh, no, I think that's. I think people want their movies they want their genres they want their stuff but they don't necessarily still caught into this weird old hollywood glamour show where they all just you know i mean i don't like it i kind of hate it
1: but also like that wasn't the question so obviously it was like that that emotion was top of mind yeah which i always kind of find to be like a little bit doth protest
0: too much. <laughs> a little bit maybe it's
1: a little doth protest I,
0: I agree you also said just prior to your to your poll and i i just want to uh throw my hat in on this the oj doc was amazing you also mentioned the juice could be loose in two months um that was oh, come an, on, finish the joke Give all me the right it slides. says bet you uh bet you he runs up to ezra El. uh excuse excuse me l how am i saying that wrong elderman who is that guy? Ezra I Edelman.
1: Don't, Ezra Edelman. I might have, I might have missed
0: it. Oh, me. a hotel room looking for that Oscar. Uh, the guy who, the dude who had his memorabilia. The, the,
1: the director, which by the way, that's yeah. why he went to jail for the. Right. First- <laughs> right.
0: So, spoiler, oh, everybody. A
1: hotel room looking for memorabilia. That
0: we was thought- an amazing, amazing five hours of documentary. I was I was absolutely riveted to that thing from top to bottom, and it was not just oh OJ's on trial. What does it mean? It's not that. It's so much more than that. That was an, that, talking about movies. I think that are important. I think that OJ documentary. And,
1: and to be fair, the lessons of that movie are are very very prescient, and I feel like we've kind of already forgotten them. You know, there was a big thing that went around in sports uh, uh, last week that Magic Johnson. Got the director of president or president of basketball operations for the Lakers, right? Yep. And there was some pushback on people that were critical of him, right? Uh, because they don't think that Magic Johnson has the qualifications to hold that job, yeah. Uh, and if you look at that OJ doc, which is fantastic, yeah. Part of the lesson there is that, and the disconnect between white people and black people on OJ was, it was not about OJ because OJ was like, and as that documentary explains. Not exactly a friend to the black community. Mm-hmm. If anything, he was somebody that was very excited to not be considered black. Right. Uh, that was fascinating. But as soon as it looked like he would have a shot to beat a murder rap. yep. Now, all of a sudden, it wasn't about him. It was about no, 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 no. Now we get one.
0: Yeah. He's now just we the get a
1: guy who can use money and influence to bend the rules. Now we get to see, and it's going to be all the sweeter if all these angry white people are really angry about it because guess what? That's what we have to do all the time. And I think that that's part of the thing with Moonlight as well, is that that there is just like, no, you want to know what? How many times has there been a black film that's great, it's great, everybody loves it. It's not going to win the award, but it's great. For all these very good reasons, it's not going <laughs> to win the award. These are very good reasons. Sure.
0: They don't want very good reasons. Like Selma. That's a good example of all the right reasons, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a good one. You know, that was last uh, year. That was last I, year also, it, I think. But,
1: that's, that's what you saw about the pushback to people that were crit- critical of Magic Johnson. That's what you see about Moonlight. There's just... A pent up frustration as as portrayed and illustrated beautifully in that movie that I think we often, you know, in in racial discussions tend to gloss over because we're like, no, but look at the very good reasons. And to be fair, and that's what made the OJ thing so fascinating is because in the OJ case, those very good reasons, as they turned out, were very good. you know. But at the same time. Doesn't matter we're talking about two different things
0: yeah can we agree that suicide squad won more Oscars than they deserved? I just want to throw it out there oh, man. one would I have been too many in my everybody
1: opinion. always it's like whatever that's what it always goes. It's, it's like the guy who decided to write the tattoo damaged on the Joker's head won an Oscar that's, that's the that's stupid
0: awesome. oh, I, listen i don't I don't dislike the makeup work in that movie yeah but it's not even close to the other competition it's just a bunch of makeup it's it's low rent cosplay it's nothing fancy going on. There's some creative things happening in terms of design choices, but that's it.
1: The little Halloween horror nights, right? Yeah. You know, it like uh uh there's there's definitely uh I don't know. That's I mean weird. it was fine. Yeah, you know, I, I like the goopy uh uh you know Power Ranger putty bad guys. I thought those were those were good. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I wanted uh I wanted Batman versus Superman to win for best use of the word Martha. <laughs> it
0: needs to be a new the Martha Award. Every year they give out the Martha. They give the Cecil B. DeMille Award and the Martha Everybody Award. Everybody
1: whose mom's name Martha gets to get on stage and they all are shocked and they become best friends. I'm,
0: I'm into this. I like your, where you're thinking. All right. Let's shift gears uh, before we cut out and talk about uh, Legion. This is FX's Legion based on a comic book from the Marvel Universe, an extension of the X-Men Universe. Uh about a character who is ultimately named Legion for reasons I don't know if we want to... I guess we want to tell people we're going to spoil here from now on on the show. Yeah,
1: all right. So here, let's get anything uh, uh, out of the way. Uh, everybody, uh, uh, twitch.tv slash Justin R. Young. Uh, I'm partnered now. Oh, I so heard about this.
0: Very exciting.
1: Go ahead and, uh, and, and and subscribe if you would like. Uh, otherwise, uh, every single day, five days a week, we're doing content right there on twitch.tv slash Justin R. Young going live right after the morning stream uh every morning so if you like this channel you can just flip finally scott figured out the auto hosting thing so now it I auto did. hosts yeah you can just uh, flip right on over
0: yeah i have an embarrassing there was an embarrassing reason why i'll tell you sometime why but I anyway i almost
1: positive i know what it
0: is <laughs> oh good uh well that's good that's great news uh justin R. young everybody so uh, uh go at the very least follow up on that on that shite and uh and know that we'll roll over to him often in the mornings as well and uh, real quick, from my end, there's, uh, of course, this channel, frogpants, or excuse me, twitch.com slash frogpants. Thank you, everybody, for uh, helping us with the charity over the weekend. I just wanted to give a shout-out to that once again. We did a Heroes Charity Brawl. We played Heroes for, like, five hours. Uh, we did crazy game modes, everything from Mortal Kombat to Neck and an amazing array of weird game modes, all for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. We blew past our, our goal of $2,800 or whatever it was, and ended up uh, well north of 5000 bucks for a very good charity. So thank you, everybody, who showed up and came. We had some thousand people at, uh, one, at one point and so many generous people. Uh, so I just wanted to uh, do a shout-out for that. And if you want to watch VODs for that, you can find all that stuff, uh, clips and otherwise, over at twitch.tv slash frogpants. Okay. So spoilers Don't ahead.
1: stop the legion <laughs> we're spoiling legion so i went into
0: legion um, let me say that say this i've not read the the actual comic legion the legion series so i don't have any real context for it except i know they're mutants and all that um i went in thinking okay so this would be a an edgy fx treatment of kind of agents of shield or something it's a whole new team everybody and it won't be wolverine but it'll be some people kind of like that and they'll all do fun stuff together and It'll be a little edgier because it's cable and they can do that, but it won't you know, stray too far from what we're used to with how these heroes are on TV right now. And boy almighty, was I freaking wrong about that. Uh, this show is weird as shit. It is my kind of weird. Um, I, I, everybody's, There's some people complaining. I wish they'd get through the weird and get to the core of the story, and I'm like, no, I would like them to be as weird as they want for as long as they want because I am into it. Uh, in a way that I haven't been in a very long time. And I love the characters. It's interesting that most of them, the showrunner ran Fargo and most of the actors, not most, a handful of the actors are from Fargo. So if you liked any of that, you're likely going to like the the people that they pulled over. Um, it's awesome, Justin. I really like this show. I'm three in. Is there a fourth yet? Did I miss the fourth? It's no, no, no. no. Right. Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday, that's right. So, yeah, I can't get enough of it. What do you think of it? Where are you at?
1: I think it sucks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't hate the show. I love the show. I love the show. I, I already
0: knew you liked it because I'd seen you glowing on the Internet about it. But that, oh, that I love was it. pretty I love funny. It, I love it. I love it. It's really um, great. It's super great.
1: No. All right. So here's what I like about. And listen, I'm going to go ahead and uh, flash my noob, my, 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 my noob shirt and say <laughs> I, di- I was unaware. I'm totally unaware of the comic. I've never read any of it. Mm. Uh, I am I am unaware of the source material or how close or far away from it. It is it is straying. I don't even know right now exactly what time period we're supposed to be in. Like, does everybody just dress like they're in the 60s or are they actually in the 60s?
0: Yeah, they're having a lot of fun with setting and tone that uh, honestly in the comic and I've done some checking since because I hadn't read the original comic either. It was nineteen ninety five. Uh, X-Men volume one was where the character was introduced and then things kind of peeled off from there. So you're talking about early to mid nineties, very much sort of the, um, the spawn era, you know, where image started and things sort of changed and everybody sort of kind of went that direction. And X-Men was huge in the nineties and, and that's the era, but they are playing it like, I don't know when they are, I don't know when they're, when they're supposed to be, Except occasionally a cell phone will show up that looks like it might be now, and then I'll see another cell phone that looks like it's twenty years old. Like I don't, I don't know when they are or yeah. where they are. It's like crazy.
1: some of the equipment. Like sometimes it's an MRI machine that you would see in in a hospital today, and then it's apparently pumping into some CRT monitor <laughs> that was on an Apple Two GS. Uh, yeah.
0: And old oscillators and like, uh, yeah, that I mean, it's this. That's the stuff I'm loving. There's the there's a, a minutia in this movie that is just I'm eating eating it up. Like someone will walk in a room and wear a sweater, and I'll go, "Well, I haven't seen that since my uncle Marsden came to the house in 1979." And then I'll walk into another, or I'll see somebody walk in another room, I'm like, "Oh, well, that's a very modern interrogation room," I must say. Like it's just all over the place that way. To its credit, I don't think that's a bad thing. Like no. it's working for me. neither uh, do i yeah
1: uh what can i say about legion it looks like a movie yeah it looks almost at times especially in the pilot very kind of mannered wes Mm andersony it almost has for for television which is famously a shorter track to shoot stuff you know you gotta cram in a bunch of a bunch of stuff you don't have a million years to shoot everything. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit more ramshackle, a little bit more kind of workmanlike camera work. This is on a, a totally different playing field in terms of what they're trying to do. Um, the acting is good, save for the, the main character kind of has Hugh Laurie, Benedict Cumberbatch voice. (laughs) So he, you guys know him as the, the Prince, to
0: Prince or Princess Mary's husband who uh again spoilers for that show but he he's a british actor he died uh in that oh. show his character died in that show uh oh
1: in 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 Downton Abbey da- sorry
0: Downton Abbey what I what did I say did I say I didn't say Downton Abbey I thought I did Uh when she right after she had a baby and he went out in a little joy ride in his car things couldn't have been better and then uh he died in this car accident so that's where you know his face from it drove me nuts in our first was watching it he's yeah. fine i mean he's 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 leaning into the the psychotic like you like he's like you expect
1: as the voice where you know british actors apparently <laughs> everybody sounds like man from the back of your throat and you'll sound american <laughs> guess- i'm dr strange also i'm house also you have <laughs> lupus and here's the legion powers <laughs>
0: All right, I'll give, you know what? You're not wrong. He's he's totally got all that. And can be, I love it, though. I yeah. love it.
1: I love it. Uh, uh, <laughs> the the rest of the characters, Aubrey Plaza. Oh, my gosh. Just kind of throwing the heat on a level that I did not know she was capable of throwing it. Uh, she has obviously made her, her bones playing very detached, sexy kind of characters, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. primarily but,
0: Parks and Rec, where she was very detached and very, you know, she was basically the the ultimate uh, millennial kind of deadbeat type personality or whatever. And then a few things since where like she was a little more. Yeah. Not,
1: not deadbeat. She didn't like owe everybody money. No, no,
0: <laughs> probably the wrong word to use, but yeah, she just kind of, eh, whatever. And now I didn't expect this from her at all. This was like a total revelation. And the funny thing is, and again, we're spoiling. So only people who watch the show are going to want to hear this. Um, she dies in the first episode. Her, her, her person dies. And a huge part of what I understand about Legion is that she's not really ever dead. It's not just a ghost or a apparition or a, a memory that he's dealing with when she's on scene. She, the way the Legion character works, and again, very limited understanding, I haven't read the comic, but the way I understand it works is he takes on the actual characteristics of these people in a way that he can he can make them manifest. They can still sort of live on. They don't really die. Um, that sort of thing, and that's kind I mean, of her if she's
1: really dead in that first pilot to begin with, and she's just not in his head the entire time. entire so.
0: entirely possible, but she's playing this kind of junky d- dangerous crazy person that is Hot
1: mess of, yeah. a, of a of a of a human being. uh just fantastic work yeah, by her. she's great. What I love the most about it though is that it's it's now steering in this third episode steered more into it than the previous two of like, let's kind of get really into the psychedelic elements of the X-Men world of telepathy and telekinesis and astral projections and and stuff like that. Like, there's not a moment when you are not, or, or, or when you are far that far away from, oh, wow, that's crazy. Like, this is like, this very 1970s, like, let's do, you know, Yuri Geller studies on whether or not this stuff is real. It, it's it's fantastical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet, it is perfect in this narrative of Legion being a character that is discovering his powers, right? And the idea that, like, okay, it looks like this is the most powerful mutant in the world. Uh, wouldn't he think that these powers are schizophrenia. Wouldn't society tell him that these powers are, are a mental disease. You know, wouldn't he be close to suicide? Mm -hmm. Shouldn't he be close to suicide if he did not know that this was something that was supposed to happen? Yeah. It's awesome.
0: All that stuff rings real. And, um, and it's done in a way again, outside of his Cumberbatch sort of American accent thing, uh, It's done in a way that is totally believable to me and yet unbelievable at the same time. And it's hard for me to explain what I mean by that. But there are times where I'll see, again, this kind of, we're in the 60s, we're in the 70s, we're in the modern day, we're in a weird future. Like, we don't know where we are. Part of it is like, all right, well, this is just him. He's projecting this. Yeah. But then I'm like, well, no, he's not because this is happening and this is outside of him. And I love where those lines are crossing, where my expectations are being dashed. I love the guy that's a memory artist. I can't think of his yeah. name. Uh, the way that they deal with that is super interesting. And again, they're all hero tropes, especially like kind of the Professor X stuff, the the telekinetic stuff is... And, and imagine, at the very basis here, or the very basic core level, he is Professor X and Jean Grey kind of mixed. He's got yeah. incredible mind powers, but also... Can control the physical world with his mind he doesn't know how to yet entirely or how to truly control it but he's got all this stuff like in potential and that in in theory again makes him the most powerful mutant in the world but there is a um there is a certain level of almost almost mr robot level of we're not ever quite sure where if we're in the real world or that this if we're in his projections And so in a way, I felt closer to him as a character and I have a very long time because it's not just simply, I'm having my origin story. It's more like, I don't know what's real either, dude. And that weird lumpy thing with the yellow eyes is disgusting and I don't want that in the room again. Let's see what we can do to not have that happen. And the idea of suppressing him turns him into his kid form so he can't have power over those things and those things are real enough that they can actually kill the people that are in these memories with him. Oh my gosh, it's great. I'm so into the journey. I don't even care if they if they spend the entire season doing this. I'm still think I'm fine with it. I don't think I need well, and, them.
1: And just so everybody can understand where I'm coming from, especially because we got such I got such flack for calling Westworld ponderous and boring <laughs> at times. Yeah. This is certainly a movie or a show that is reluctant to move very fast on its plot right you know he got rescued in the pilot and he spent two episodes now just kind of farting around in art class right Mm -hmm. like you know effectively and learning about his powers but not getting any answers Mm -hmm. and the difference is i think in these in in legion is that while we're not doing anything man we're having a lot of Fun, and there's a lot of answers to questions like around the world that are constantly being talked about,
0: yeah, yeah, so. for sure. There's also there's a little bit of pushing daisies in there with this, um, uh, her uh, Sid, the character. I don't think she has a, a, a character name yet, like outside of her real, you know, her character's name is Sid, Sydney, but I don't think she's got like a name like Undestructible Lady or anything like that yet, yeah. but but she can't be touched or else you swap places with her. In a really gnarly way. It's not just simply, you know, positional, whatever. It's crazy. But but that relationship, they can't hold hands, so they hold a little uh, scarf when they walk down the hall. Yeah. There's this really sweet quality to that relationship. He's bonkers crazy, but so is she a little bit. And there's just, I don't know, there's something about that. Plus, she was great in Fargo. She's she's really incredible here. I think she's maybe the best actor in this, as far as I'm concerned. Like, she's killing it. And yeah. I, I really like her a lot. Um, the older lady who plays ah, can't think of her name in the show now. Going to have this handy, and I don't have it handy. But yeah,
1: I don't know where is she from. She's
0: from a million things. Like you've seen her in a hundred movies, but she was also in Fargo last season of Fargo. Um, she was the wife of the monster oh, guy. She was
1: the boss, right?
0: She was the boss. She became boss after after Colonel Ty died, who was the boss. Yeah. And then this is this this girl was their daughter. Uh, among all those sons that were all fighting for position in the family.
1: Oh, wait, really? Yeah, that's her. She was, he was the the hippie that... Uh... Yeah,
0: the hippie dippy girl that was ended up with the black uh, hitman guy. Oh, wow. Yeah. I
1: I did not even connect that.
0: Yeah, and they... I mean, they were all... As soon as I saw this episode, I was like, who are these freaking people? And I got them on Amazon is how I've been watching it. So I've been buying episodes and I would click and you can very quickly look at their history and see what they're doing. And so many of these people are shiftovers from from Fargo which is probably my favorite show on TV. I love it. And this is the same showrunner. So he not only directed a bunch of these episodes, including the pilot, but is the uh, kind of the mind behind it all and is the showrunner of the show. And he is, that's a guy I I'll keep watching. I don't know what he does after this or after Fargo, but man, that guy. His, he's, he is singing a song I like to hear. And it's funny because if you if you watch Fargo, especially the most recent season, which is set in the 70s, yeah, and then you watch this, you realize, oh, there is a lot of common DNA about the way this is set up tonally and pacing wise, I mean, and but
1: but difference d- uh, abounds, right? Oh, I mean, like totally. they, they they don't look anything like each
0: other. No, they're completely on different sides of the planet. But you kind of can, I can kind of understand this guy's brain a little bit. Like I kind of see, um, the the common threads are just the kind of creative threads, like. Stuff I don't see coming. Um, yeah. Inserting, you know, nasty moments that have just like this weird touch of innocence. It's, it's hard to explain, but but that's Fargo in a nutshell, right? It's like, oh, how you doing over there, buddy boy? Like just like just innocent uh, America, rural America mixed with mobster violence has always made this kind of Coen Brothers sort of combination of of dissonance. And this movie has got that dissonance in it. Yeah. Or this mo- I keep saying movie. It really is like a movie.
1: It does. No, it feels very cinematic. So
0: if so if if Logan is as good as everyone's raving it to be, if the reviews are already way high, it's 96 plus percent on Rotten Tomatoes for I don't know how many reviews. Um, it looks like we're going to get the Wolverine we want. What a year for Fox and the X-Men license because up till now, I'd argue they've squandered it a bit. Um, they've had their high moments, but they've certainly squandered it lately. How awesome is it that both Legion and and uh and and logan appear to be bringing all that back and and don't forget about deadpool that was a huge deal as well sort of set in the same
1: well yeah you know and i think uh uh the the x-men license is uh you know something that has been a a boom and bust uh for them but no one's really tried to bring the x-men uh to to tv especially in a way like this but you realize You know, with with the rise of comic book television, you kind of realize how perfect it is for that art form. That now that that good that like prestige peak TV is kind of a thing um, far outpacing in many ways feature films Mm -hmm. uh, that this is just a natural fit. It's just, uh, you know, long form stories that are designed to have characters slowly peel back layers upon layers upon layers. Like, this is what it is
0: yep it's it's amazing and i can't wait for more now we may get to the end of six or seven episodes and go eh? they lost their way or oh now it's starting to be bad, or whatever you know westworld taught us anything it's that nothing never quite goes exactly how you think but well, i'm telling you three these three episodes strong as hell start feeling real good about it
1: fantastic we got Makes one
0: fun. i'm going to yep. take one more call and then we're going to get out of here hi who's this hello hello goodbye all right that didn't work out very well uh all right uh i think that's it any other thoughts anything you want to add
1: uh no everybody uh keep watching stuff and yeah. uh and, and light me up for being a racist for not liking moonlight as much as Loon. La La <laughs> you think you're gonna get some heat just tell me to say justin you're racist just do me, <laughs> just do me that favor just go on twitter and just just tell me justin you're racist
0: That's yeah fine. uh good news everybody those who tried to call who couldn't get in because we were in thick conversation i know we saw a few that we missed uh, don't worry we'll be back next week with a whole new episode a chance for you to yet again have your voice be heard right here on hotline monday for me for justin and for all you fine callers today we'll see you next time bye So let's do this thing. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes, get more at frogpants.com. I don't know why the Jack Palance thing played, but here, here's this. <laughs> Hold on, Diamond
2: Club. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed
1: this program.
0: <laughs> that was really a total accident. I don't know why that played, but hey, we talked about him earlier, so all right.